0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coasters and Culture with Rex and the Beast. This is the Beast in central Kentucky. On the line with me is Rex in Denver, Colorado, and we're certainly glad that you have joined the journey on the podcast with us. We are currently working through every maze that we have experienced at Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando, Florida, and we're ranking every single one of those. And today we come to Halloween Horror Nights 22 and Halloween Horror Nights 23. So that's what we're doing today. Glad you're with us. Here we go. get started, you know, there's this meme going around on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen it, but you're a big Fleetwood Mac fan. You're a big Lindsey Buckingham fan, big Stevie Nicks fan and so forth. And have you seen this meme going around that talks about Taylor Swift writes whiny songs about her ex-boyfriends? And then underneath it, it's a picture of Stevie Nicks. And it says, but this girl forced her ex-boyfriend to write classic hits for her while they were in the same band and i just wonder is that historically credible you know i, I mean do you have any problem with that i'm not even sure i'm following the point um the point uh, wh- is that taylor swift is like oh i know i have my boyfriend oh no whereas stevie Nicks was like you're gonna write hit songs for me you know you're gonna work for me i'm not gonna whine about the fact we're no longer together
1: you know well, has anybody listened to Stevie Nicks songs? That's what I'm saying. I like, mean, it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. No, that's, I mean, that's ridiculous.
0: I, look, It's the other know, way around, isn't it? it
1: to it, some degree, but we talk about this all the time. It is an amazing thing that Fleetwood Mac held together the way they did while there's divorces happening left and right, people you know, hating each other and loving each other, then hating each other. I mean, it's impressive. It's craziness, but to say that Stevie Nicks... Um, you know, didn't whine about it and just sort of forced her deal. I mean, I, I'm not really a big fan of the word whining anyway, whether it's uh, Taylor Swift or Stevie Nicks, because I, I, don't, I don't really look at that as whining, the t- saying what you think and how you have problems with, uh, you know, an uh, important person or whatever. I'm not sure that's whining, I- I- even in Swift, but I understand why, why people might lean that way. But certainly Stevie Nicks had the same kind of thing it it is true that perhaps in some of her stuff it was um from our perspective more uh more had more of a sort of an edge with um some protection around it rather for taylor swift is pretty much right here i'm gonna lay it right on the line as to what it is um, but yeah, that's that's a ridiculous com- comment, and it really just says to me you don't really understand Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham to make that statement. Yeah, the history
0: of the band. I mean, if you watch the documentary when they recorded Rumors, Stevie is really saying the exact opposite. She was writing songs. She couldn't get the song, like Dreams, for example, couldn't get it how she wants it. And then she is saying that Lindsey comes along uh brings his musicianship to her songs and makes her song something beautiful so she certainly doesn't see it uh as this thing you know i mean it's it's a meme right supposed to be funny and and make us laugh but every time i see it i kind of just take offense plus my heart hurts for Lindsay anyway i don't know what's going on if he was really a jerk and deserved to be kicked out but you know he's he's had some challenging times here the last couple of years. So. Yeah, I'm
1: a, I'm a huge Lindsey Buckingham fan, as you know. I do think he's a jerk, and I do think there is a legitimate reason why he is out, but I do still feel for him as well. And nobody can argue, if you have heard the demo versions of some of Stevie Nicks, and who I think is a great artist and a great writer, but if you've heard, listen to a couple of the demo versions of her songs, or a couple of versions um, of... Uh, Christine McVie's songs, and then the, what Lindsay turned those into as the producer of Rumors and of Tusk and of Tango in the Night, yeah, I mean, there can be no argument. He is an unbelievable song craftsman, um, because Hold Me, which was the biggest hit off of um, Mirage, which was in between Tango in the Night and Tusk, is a great song. But if you go listen to Christine McVie, who wrote it, if you go listen to her version of it, that's not a hit, not even close. And he turned that into a great song. And that's what he did. I really do believe that is his his biggest strength, uh, along with being able to play the guitar with fingering the way I've never seen anyone else play the guitar. You
0: have to be able to know where and when
1: to appropriately add whip
0: snaps in 80s and 70s songs and and, and you're a musical genius and lindsay really has that
1: well that's a very good point i mean it leads us to the whole discussion too i mean if we just want to like forget hhn uh 22 23 let's just go to uh the 80s whip snaps i mean then you get into a whole different level if you're starting to talk about uh uh you know send me an angel right
0: well, Simeon uh, Angels, is the, the ultimate example. I mean, that's is, a whole other level.
1: Because as people may, may not know, that, or not all people that are listening may not know, there are two versions of that song. Right. One and I believe, it's 83, and I believe the other one's in 89. And in the 89, when they took out the whip snaps. And it is substantially a worse song because of it. Yeah.
0: And I mean, the, in Hold Me, in the chorus, you know, there's a whip snap.
1: Hold me, hold
0: me, hold me. And it's yep. just, that, that's what makes it, you know. Well, there the, you go. There, there you go. There you go. Hey, there you go. Okay. Another song that uh, I had totally forgotten about, even though it really had an impact on me in my childhood. Do you remember 1989 Princess soundtrack to the Batman film, his song, Bat Dance?
1: Yeah, I hated that song.
0: Yeah, everybody did. I thought it was brilliant. And... It it was like that when he does that in the middle of the song, everything changes. And he's got that stop the press. You know, he's using all the sound clips from the movie Vicky right. Bell and he's, nah, 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 Vicky Bell. But then, one of the best lines of Batman that doesn't get enough attention because Michael Keaton delivered it so perfectly. Was when she says, I just got to know, are we going to try to love each other? And he says, I'd like to, but he's out there right now. And then he says, and I've got to go to work. And the way he says the word work is so bad to the bone, it just makes me, you know, shout and, and, and want to go fight somebody. And then so Prince, you know, uses that in the song and it keeps going, work work as he's doing oh it's just absolutely brilliant i hadn't heard that in years and somehow i got you know it was one of those weird youtube things that just popped well, up so. and
1: i will say though i don't i don't think you are quite correct at least at the time of saying everybody hates that song because that was one of prince's biggest hits in his whole career it was a oh
0: huge yeah that's hit. true no you're right I, I guess i mean today looking back you know it, it seems like those songs aren't really loved very well today when they when they're come up
1: yeah, you don't. that's not one that you hear on 80s uh 80s right and eight very right. often
0: yeah. yeah absolutely yeah you're right though it, the music video was a huge hit right on mtv
1: yeah it was oh, it was a big hit it was a huge dance hit huge
0: yeah yeah that's right well this is coasters and culture so you know we're not totally out of the realm of um relatability here but we are going to talk about halloween horror nights 22 as we are continuing the ranking of every halloween horror nights maze that you and i have experienced at which halloween is every horror nights which, in so
1: it's every house is just to be clear we, we we lost our run because last year of course halloween horror nights got canceled but right. that is from 13 on so and we buy you can go you can our podcast for uh 13 up to here are, are all on the site. If you haven't heard those, go listen to those. Um, but I, I'm excited to get into the 20s um, because I think we got some really interesting ones coming up to talk about.
0: Yep, okay, so Halloween Horror Nights 22, that was in 2012. And so in HHN 22, they decided to do something a little bit different and I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the news and, and everybody kind of concerned and up and uh, you know, some people, especially, were really up in arms about what they did because they were going to take away scare zones. So, no more scare zones. We're going to reinvent Halloween horror nights with this idea called street experiences. And I think I can, I think I can offer a review, a, a two-word review of street experiences. Uh, I don't know if you know. Well, I'll just leave it at that.
1: I'm, I'm down with the two-word <laughs> review. I remembered them as sort of being called, they were calling them like roaming hordes. And roaming stuff. hordes. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I, I, you know, it, it, it was not good, is all I could say, Beast. It was not good.
0: No, the reinvention of Halloween Horror Nights lasted all of one season. And thank goodness, back at 23, we were we were back to... I mean, I think some of it stuck. So even today, you will still see like chainsaws all over the place. They're walking around. They're, they're scared. But we definitely have definitive, specific scare zones. And we have. Yeah. A I,
1: I, and, and, and that's what was needed, right? Is we people wanted and and needed and enjoyed the idea of a concept um, in each scare zone. I, I also don't think it worked very well when you had basically everything being the Walking Dead, even though there were still scare zones. It was all of a sort of a piece. You didn't have, okay, over here are the clowns, over here are the stilt walkers, uh, over here is the arcade, you know, like it's been the last couple of years. Uh, and it just, it just didn't work. People didn't enjoy it as much. Now, if you'll remember, Halloween Horror Night 17 had a little bit of this with the whole Midway of the Bazaar concept, um, and they all, it all sort of revolved around that. But for some reason, that one worked better, I thought. so.
0: Midway of the Bazaar. Was that not, that wasn't 14? No, I think that was 17. Oh, I thought that was part of the parade and everything. I guess I not. I have to look. I don't know.
1: Well, you may not, was 17 one you missed? Mm, let's see, I missed 15 for sure, maybe. Yeah, it was, 15 and 17. 17. So that's why you don't
0: remember it. But I remember the Midway of the Bazaar.
1: No, you didn't miss 17. Seventeen's Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Because that's where I, Jack was out on that, right? Wasn't he?
1: In Midway of the Bazaar?
0: Well, wasn't that... The, what was the year where Jack did his thing, but it was still Freddy Krueger and all that kind of stuff?
1: That may have was been that, then. Uh, that that may was have been
0: that then. one? Or 16, maybe? I don't know. We're talking about 22. So That's right. We, here we go. Now, as a reminder, we have four tiers. Uh, Tier 1, which is called Immortal Island, Uh, the names are taken from Scare Zones from HHN 13, which was our first event. Tier 1 is the best. These are the houses that uh, really stand out to us, that we loved at the time, that we still love. That's Tier 1, Immortal Island. Tier 2 is, I mean, you know, obviously just a little bit less, so that's called Port of Evil. Tier 3, another step down, which is called Night Prey. And then Tier 4, which is we don't want to even think about these houses anymore anymore called Toxic City. And we don't have too many in Tier 4, thank goodness. So let's do it, man. I'll start us out. Uh, We we have a couple of Tier 1 houses from Halloween Horror Nights 22. You just mentioned The Walking Dead, and that's one of them in our Tier 1. The Walking Dead Dead Inside Halloween Horror Nights 22. This was the first of about 16,000 Walking Dead houses, but the first one was unbelievably good,
1: and we gave it a Tier 1 ranking. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if you had. I don't think so. I had never seen a single Walking Dead episode when we went to The Walking Dead Dead Inside. Yeah, I had seen a couple. Yeah, so, so I had seen nothing. So to me, okay, I knew it was themed to The Walking Dead, but at the same time, it was completely new to me. So I didn't get anything that was an in-joke uh, or an in-scare or that sort of thing, but it was great. I mean, it was an excellent house. The best Walking Dead one I think they ever had. I mean, there's another one that's, you know, pretty good too, but I think this is our favorite. It certainly was my favorite.
0: Yeah, the second one we'll talk about later, I I actually enjoyed more than most people did. It's interesting that this Walking Dead was located in the disaster queue, uh, which is not necessarily historically a place of great haunts. It's interesting that they wouldn't put the first Walking Dead maze, which was highly anticipated, that it didn't go in one of the
1: sound stages. That, that, is, that is interesting. And I, I mean, I, I'm not so sure. We'd have to look at that pretty closely, but I'm not so sure that if you rank them all, that our worst houses may be the disaster queue, even worse than the old tent houses back in the day that mm. were pretty bad. But yeah, we'd have, have to, to think about that.
0: that. Yeah, I'll be thinking about that. Okay. Do you have the list pulled up or do you want me to just roll down these things?
1: No, I've got them. All right, um, go. So all right, so that was our, our tier one, as as I like to do um, in previous uh, podcasts, as I'm sure everybody remembers, I like to move around a little bit. And so I'm going to drop all the way down to tier four toxic city to one that was maybe my most disappointing house of the entire, uh, the entire uh, year, because I was really excited about it and really pumped. And that's Penn and Teller nuked Las Vegas. Hmm you know we we are we were both you know both uh, magic fans you much much more than i as you uh you know practicing uh, magician yourself on some of these things and but we enjoy the experience of seeing good magicians and we certainly enjoy Penn and teller's work in a lot of ways and in my case i'm a huge las vegas fan and so i this was just going to be great I, I was really excited i couldn't wait to uh, to see it and man it just disappointed on Every level, I it was so poorly done, so uninteresting. No, not no scares at all. Which, as we've talked about before, is not the end all be all of of houses, but just bad, just bad.
0: And what's interesting, Rex, is I've noticed this is actually a well liked house in the H H N community. It it gets fairly good reviews. People remember it fondly, and. You know, it just—we're going to say this every podcast, probably—but we just have to say that you and I have experienced most of these mazes one time. You live in Colorado; I live in Kentucky. We go down there for one weekend, and we get through the mazes one time. You just never know what you're missing. If it was an off run that we went through, if the staff inside the the characters were just not the right blending of personalities for whatever. You can have two completely different experiences. We say that every time. But this one, we just were, like, totally bummed. Maybe our expectations were too high because we do love Penn & Teller so much. Um, But, yeah. I mean, it landed in Toxic City, dude. Level 4. So, I don't know. Yeah,
1: really, really unfortunate, and it, and it is a good point, it is that. Now, that being said, I, I don't think Penn & Teller is looked upon as like a really good house overall. I just think there's a lot of people that like it a lot more than we can believe. Oh, yeah,
0: it's not going to be in, in Tier 4 on most of the no, communities. No, I would know. agree with that. Um, next, okay, I'll shoot up here to uh, Tier 2. What do we have in Tier 2? We have Gothic gothic maze yeah this was
1: one we were really looking forward to because it plays right into one of our favorite concepts is the whole gothic nature of classic haunted houses and um, you know you're going to get some great set pieces Um, we were pretty excited about this one
0: yeah it's in the sound stage we know it's going to be the set is going to be high quality and you're right in every one of those like terran church street kinds of haunts that maybe are year-round haunts. You see them at Mysterious Mansion in Gatlinburg, Ripley's. You always have rooms that are heavily themed to gargoyles and gothic imagery and set pieces and whatnot. And so to have a whole house at HHN centered around or centered on those things, that's pretty cool. And we enjoyed it. Uh, The gargoyles were well done. They were creepy, opening their eyes and so forth like that. Uh, So yeah, this hit our tier two, a a worthy house.
1: No, I, 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 think this is um, this one had some tier one potential, but we we ended up putting it here, and I think that's appropriate. All right, all right. So, uh, well, let's let's pick another um, another one that has uh, I always, I felt was not I don't know not that different in a way as far as some of its set pieces and that sort of thing was Dead End. Which um, which ended up in our tier three night prey dead end. Um, what's your what's your recollections on that one, Beast?
0: Dead end sound stage house again, and uh, yeah, I mean it's like a it's a haunted house maze, right? I mean it's so funny yeah. to say that, but and I hate to say this, I mean that's kind of classic. The the one um, reality ghost seeking you know house we talked about. Well, I can't remember what the year is right now. Loved that maze. But I just don't remember Dead End very much. I don't remember the imagery about it. I, I we came out of it saying pretty good, nothing great. It goes to tier three for us. But I don't have a clear recollection as
1: to the you know specifics of what we liked and didn't like. Do you? Well, the one thing I remember the most, I would say, is as a lot of sound stages, it is the dominant feature is the entry. Uh, you know, it was built like a kind of a classic two-story haunted house yeah i mean it could have been michael myers house almost kind of deal with a little walk up to the step and you walk you know you walk up the, the front porch and then head on in Um and, and you know we just we are big big fans of the set pieces and the overall feel of the experience and that's one reason why the soundstage houses are usually really exciting for us because they have all the room and all the ability to just build that stuff in an amazing uh amazing set
0: yeah i was trying to remember a legendary truth the winded when wind god estate from when yeah the winded estate from 20 i loved that house that was, was a
1: great cool. one that was a tier one for us tier for sure. one
0: yeah tier one for us okay um what do we got? Let's see. 22 that we only had one tier 2. That's right. For, for 22. And only one tier 3 which you already mentioned. So I'll mention the other tier 4. I think and this would be again. I think this would be surprising for a lot of folks.
1: There's two more in tier 4 by the way. Oh,
0: there is. Yeah, oh, there is. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll pick I'll pick um Alice Cooper. Welcome to my nightmare. This is a great Concept house, right? You're going to go into Alice Cooper's mind, basically, and experience what it's like to, to be Alice Cooper and see all the craziness that where he comes up with these stage ideas and thematic elements of his concerts and stuff. And you remember it's so. This is one of the most memorable and recognizable facades of any HH inmates because you're walking into his mouth. You remember that? I absolutely do. And so you go in, and then the you know pandemonium takes place, but. We just didn't like it. We just, we just thought that it could have been cooler to go in a different direction. I remember being concerned that the exorcism maze was going to try to do the same thing that you were going to get inside the mind of Reagan from the exorcist. Uh, but thankfully it didn't go that direction. It just went scene by scene or the movie. So great concept, but it didn't land. And it did land in Tier 4 for us.
1: Yeah, I, and this is uh, this is a close call as to whether this one or Penn & Teller was the one I was more disappointed in. Because I am a huge Alice Cooper fan. I am a fan of his 70s stuff. I am a fan of his comeback um, in the um, late 80s, early 90s with Poison and um, House uh, Fire and Bed of Nails and all those songs. Those are great songs. But... It, it just did not work. It didn't. I think the idea of it, as I recall, is it was based around, uh, hence hence the name, it was based around the Welcome to My Nightmare album. But the part that I find kind of odd is I really don't remember hearing a whole lot of Alice Cooper m- music in the maze. Do you? No, I don't remember.
0: That yeah, would be really I, weird if there wasn't. I, I, I just remember
1: it. there that, that there wasn't because I kept waiting, you know, schools out and Welcome to My Nightmare and um, all this I'm sure there was some, but it just didn't feel like enough. It felt felt like you had to go all in there if you were going to do Alice, you know?
0: So, I just want to I just want to say that there's one Alice Cooper song that is unbelievably underrated and it has a Halloween Horror Nights connection. And that is, do you remember or did you even know that Alice Cooper sang the theme song to one of the Friday the 13th movies? It yes. was Friday the 13th Part 5, Jason Lives. And it was The Man Behind the
1: Mask. Oh, when he's back. Yeah, yeah, The Man Behind the, the Mask, sure. I remember that. That was a hit. That was a minor was a hit. great
0: song. Great song.
1: Well, again, if people haven't listened to um, um, the album, I actually cannot remember the album right now. It's a one-word album that has Poison and uh, Poison Bed of Nails and House of Fire on it. Those are three really good songs. And there's partially a reason for that. They were co-written with Alice by... The person whose name I can't remember who is it that came in and wrote uh, those songs to help Kiss sort of change their, you know, when they were doing the the pop type of hits there. Um, Mm -hmm. like Like one of the producers? Yeah, the writer, the writer, not Holly Knight, but the other one. But in any right. event, yeah. she came in and and just locked Alice up, and they were great. They're great songs. Play them on YouTube, listen to them on Spotify. You uh, you'll be like, hey, this is a rocker. This is awesome. So, but the house didn't do it, tier four. So, um, un unfortunate. And, and I, I guess I'll say here, I'm gonna go on and hit the other tier four house, which is uh, again not. You know, I think a lot of people had this middle of the pack. To a little on the lower side but that's Silent Hill mm. and I'm gonna take this moment before we get into Silent Hill to say I had mentioned to you right before we started this podcast I said is this the worst year um, and, and you know you pointed out we had talked about this a little bit and looked at our tier rankings and and had determined this probably was not the worst year but I can tell you that when I look at the house list, when I look at the list of houses from this year and look at the scare zone, you know, how it's not a scare zone and all of this, this gets me about as least pumped up or as least excited as any year that I can imagine when I look at the houses and the scare zone situation. It just is like I have no interest in going through this year ever again um so it really does feel like the worst to me even if it perhaps isn't based upon our um our our subjective rankings and silent hill for me was another one that just I, i didn't enjoy it of course i didn't know the backstory i didn't know that i was seeing it clear clean just like i was um the walking dead house but at the end of the day, I walked out of it, and even though there were a couple of interesting characters and things going on, not enough to keep me engaged, and that's why I pushed it down in Tier 4, and I think you liked it a little better than I did, but ultimately agreed with it. Yeah, I mean, I think I
0: probably did. I remember us coming out saying, well, there were some really
1: good-looking elements, the
0: Pyramid Head dude, and we didn't know anything about Silent Hill. It was beautiful. It was a Halloween Horror Nights maze. But, yeah, it just didn't you know we didn't walk out of there feeling like we do when there's a it's a tier one or tier two house so we just you know we got to go with what we go with so there's three tier four houses from HHN22 mm.
1: yeah and which is there's only two years that have that many uh tier four houses and uh, we won't we won't spoil it but it the, the other one is yet to come as you mm-hmm. I'm sure have been keeping notes and listening you you know we haven't had one yet Right, absolutely, and it definitely is to come and I'll say on Silent Hill, I will say that a lot of the people that like it, one of the things they reference at which you and I are were totally uh you know disengaged from was the idea that, about how awesome it was to see these kind of recognizable characters, recognizable locations, right. and all of this, and of course that's all just lost on us, so maybe it was a much better maze uh, house if if you knew all of that I mean seems like it was because that seems to be how people respond to it yeah and it gets back to a conversation that
0: i yeah well we don't have time right now i I, at some point i want us to go back and revisit the whole galaxy's edge thing with the black spire outpost not being a recognizable part of the film I, i i still think that's a major major problem for galaxy's edge and just like it's a major problem, we didn't even know what we were looking at in the Silent Hill, which could have made it more enjoyable for us. But we don't have time to do that right now. Okay, moving on. Well, there's one more here in Tier One, and it is what? What is it? What did what? What did David do? What did, what David, did David do? Oh, it is House of Horrors, which so of course we're gonna love this. This plays right in to. Um, uh, yeah or into our wheelhouse so p- the parade building which this is a this is a location where we've had great success i agree it? yes absolutely we love mazes in the parade building so uh classic monsters you know you walk into universal studios if you stay if you keep going straight then you're going to come to monsters cafe you're going to see the classic universal monsters and that rotation which is a lot cooler than the food although they've changed the menu last time we ate there uh, it was very very good um but I, they kept things pretty classic here. And I, I remember it being really good from the nostalgia standpoint. I also thought there were some scares in there. And everything you want in a maze. You've got you've got something classic, you've got something scary, you've got something recognizable. Yeah, all coalesced into something pretty beautiful. So tier one for House of Horrors.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it is. We are big fans of these um, and couple of times they've let us down with the classic universal monsters but um there's also some of the best houses of all time that that use those and work those and this is this is i'm not this isn't one of the best of all time but this is a very solid house yep okay i think that's it for 22 right uh i believe that is correct that we ran through 22 and and so is my from my perspective uh good riddance
0: yeah okay <laughs> okay Rex is not a fan of 22, people. Let's just make that clear. Um, yeah, so let's move on. The 23, 2013, what evil has taken root? Man, Rex, I can remember the graphic for Halloween Horror the, the logo for 23 so well. Can, you know, can't you know? you, with the, like the, the, the tree roots coming off of the yes, 2 and the 3? Yes, for sure. Yep. Yep. Whatever, for whatever reason that really stuck, I guess the just that slogan, "What evil has taken root." Um. Like we said, scare zones are back. The Rocky Horror Picture Show tribute
1: back. But but the scare zones are back with the whole Walking Dead thing, by the way, which I yeah, mentioned the, in twenty two, which mentioned I did that not in 22. love.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. No, that was not good. But at least we're getting back to that idea of right having having scare
1: zones so very good i think you're up all right um well on 23 i'm going to just uh i'm going to steal some thunder right off the bat here and go with what is in the running certainly in my top 10 of all time maybe even top five i'd have to sit down work that out which we've probably done but i don't remember um and that is an american werewolf in london Hmm. just uh a spectacular house and the not just this the set but the masks which of course have shown up multiple times uh, over the years now in in uh, revi- revisiting well, they actually um, just redid this house didn't they? yes and, and doing the house and and this and that but but i i mean i re- what i remember very clearly i remember us walking out of of that house and I remember us turning to each other and being like, wow, uh, yeah. that was more than we were expecting. Because I got to say, I don't know that we were expecting it to be that good. No way. I I like John Landis.
0: I like An American Werewolf in London. But this isn't like one of those things where when they announced it, I didn't feel like I did when they announced Halloween. Just I can't wait to see this, you know, because this movie was. But no, everything was perfect. Just absolutely perfect. And this Rex is one of those houses where I don't know maybe somebody just to be you know a contrarian but I don't know if I've seen any devoted HHN fan a super fan someone in the community who doesn't love this maze it's it's Uh, just it's just so beloved
1: I agree it is it is talked about as one of the great mazes um, as I I don't even remember seeing the contrarian um, from people that are you know people that we have any faith in i mean yeah. pretty much everybody understood that this first one again you remember the the amazing sets uh going through the bar uh, whatever it's called the lamb slaughtered lamb or something and it was just awesome one of my favorites and it was such a good favorite that you know we we looked at when they brought it back we still have it pretty highly ranked and it's basically the same house and usually bringing back the same house would be a very big no-no for us that's right that is absolutely
0: right and i think when they did bring it back maybe that for some people was like well okay i don't know about that i mean i don't know if i want an entire maze in one of the years taken with something that i've already seen but still it was cool to see how good it was again And they recreated it really well, you know, which is kind of cool uh, to know that they can do that. Yeah. Okay, let me, um, let me jump down to something here. I'm going to go to tier two, tier two, and I will, I will do the Walking Dead, no safe haven. We have that in tier two. You know, Rex, I, I don't think we've clarified this here. We're putting these mazes in tiers, but we are not ranking them within the tier structure in other words it's not like tier two number one no tier no, two we're, not, number we're tier. not doing that at all we're not going I mean, to that level of detail
1: no we've made a few comments about ones that we think are at the top of tier two are almost a tier one so we have a few comments like that but we're certainly not attempting to rank them if they're in tier two for all practical purposes they are in the pot together
0: yeah yeah so walking dead i can remember uh, this is in the parade building and I enjoyed it more than uh, I think most HHN fans did they're already start again I, once you start getting redundancy going but Halloween Horror Nights fans have very little patience for that so by the time we get a third season of The Walking Dead people were boycotting and you know everything else but I still thought this was a pretty good maze not as good as the first one it lands in our tier two but still a worthy addition to the Halloween Horror Nights legacy
1: Yeah, I think so too, and and it's there, but I I was getting tired in a hurry um, because I just did not enjoy the concept as much, and having the Walking Dead scare zones be throughout the entire place just helped push me to, let's move on. Absolutely, which is what we'll do. (laughs) We will. We're moving right along. Now, here is an interesting one. This is one of only a couple of years where we have nothing in the Tier 4. Yeah. And so that that is a positive statement for sure. I mean, you have nothing that, you know, we looked at as total crap, um, but tier four. However, let me pick the one that is as close, in my mind, just as we just talked about, is as close to tier four as you're going to get without being there. And that is Resident Evil Escape from Raccoon City. Mm. Uh, And this was the house, of course, based on the Resident Evil. Series and games and video games and all of that, and to be honest, the thing I remember most about this is the kind of cool set piece where they have the guy shooting and the game over like it just stopped you know you remember it's like the big the big set piece yeah. picture and that was pretty cool and that was pretty interesting, but overall I, I just I didn't get it. i I hate to have to say this kind of thing again but i i will i've never played resident evil never seen a movie of resident evil i I know nothing about resident evil and i i have to think that played a little bit of a part in it uh, not being any better than it was for me but i certainly couldn't put it any higher than tier three um, and it, it leans towards tier four in my mind we have reached the place in halloween horror
0: nights where you have to say more and more i've either seen this or I haven't seen it. I've played it, or I've not played it, because we've now reached the place where IPs have started to dominate Halloween horror nights, and this is one of those where we have not played it, so we don't know. Neither one of us are gamers. Uh, anything that has that starts with "Escape from" has a real good chance of being horrible. Uh, "Escape from New York" by John Carpenter is a great exception, but you know, and "Escape from Witch Mountain." yeah there you go yeah well, my was, first love i know i know every time i see that i i think of your crush on her so okay next let's go up to tier two and see what's going on with tier two tier two we've got i already did tier two let's go up to tier one what do we got happening in tier one nothing we already talked about tier one so i'm coming do we have anything in tier four no <laughs> So, what's left? Okay. What, <laughs> what's two. going on here? What's you know? going on over here? I'm having issues here. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. We have placed in Tier Two, Port of Evil. And The Cabin in the Woods is a fantastic horror movie. Um, one that is not what you expect it to be. So, every horror movie ever slash your film, right? It's in the woods, cabin. It's got some campground and that kind of thing. Uh, but no, this is. Uh, kind of a uh, what's the word a meta film it's one of these films that gets you into the the mind of the horror genre speaking into itself perhaps some satirical elements in there and so then they tried to incorporate some of that into the mage this is in a sound stage if you didn't know anything about cabin in the woods I think you could still enjoy this because it just feels so horror related but the movie is brilliant and uh, certainly worth a watch from anyone who's never seen it and the maze works pretty good too, so it lands in tier two.
1: Yeah, and I was one of those people. I had not seen Cabin in the Woods when I went through the uh, when I went through the house, and it still worked very well, much much better than um, Resident Evil, for example. So, hmm. yeah, absolutely. Hmm. You're what? Right. What's a hmm, 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 what? I mean, what's the problem? I'm just laying it on the line here. You know, hey man,
0: Resident Evil: Escape from uh, Raccoon City is you're just not good.
1: is what you're saying. No, no, I'm saying it's not good. That's what I. That's what I said. Were you listening? All right, I'm well totally let's listening. let's let's talk about another one. I'm getting a little sick of this. So we go back to we go back to tier three, <laughs> for. um are getting sick of what? Uh, i getting sick the, of this back podcasting? and forth on the all escape from. I mean, who gives a crap, really? So we go back to tier three, um and we have urban <laughs> legends. Le Larona. Yeah, you got, beast. You got a problem there. Let's just get what, through I
0: mean, this. Yeah, let's just get through this podcast. I hate doing this. Yeah, I mean,
1: come on. That's I mean, what you're saying. If, well, I, you know, sure. I, I just, <laughs> I, if it wasn't for the disappointment of thousands of listeners, I would be, you know, I would just say shut her down right now. So just shut her down. Uh, okay. Where are? We? In any event, uh, Le let And this is another one that's been around in various forms uh, a few times, and was one that again we have it in uh, tier three and I was kind of excited about this before we went. this yeah. is in one of the tents I believe and again the ones that earlier ones I think we like better and this is it coming back a little and it just um, it just didn't it didn't quite do it for us it still had some moments and the concept, just seems better than the execution here and that's that's what led me to to feel like it needs to go down and uh, we uh we i don't remember a tremendous amount about it in specific which is why i um you know those that i don't remember there's usually a good reason and this is one of them
0: i remember a little bit better i liked any i like things that have that watery kind of feel to them this was a tent house you're right and i wrote an article once on every tent Maze that we have been through ranking them, and this one got one of my higher ranks because we normally don't like 10 houses very well. Uh, it, so it had that atmospheric vibe going pretty well, but yeah. you're right, there, there were elements there, it could have been so much better than it was. I think for me, this one could be you've talked about kind of bumping the top layer, like this could bump into the lower, 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 lower part of tier two, but tier three is probably right, that's where it belongs. And that's where we put it
1: so. yeah and th- didn't this have this con- the concept that like for part of the house you're going through the house and for part of the house you're underwater or something i think that's right yeah yeah so the water effect was was there but, yeah um all
0: right okay well, let's stay right there in tier three for a minute because uh, the next one is afterlife death's vengeance this is one of the i can remember this facade really well too it was a big big huge you know, cut out of a paper, like a newspaper that had the serial killer who is being executed, convicted. And so this is a classic execution house just done very, very well. You know, when you and I were doing Festival of Fear stuff back in the like 2007, 2008, 2009, at that time, there was a really, really popular element to every local haunted house and it was that electric chair guy you remember when you, oh yeah you, you, oh yeah walk, and he would he would rattle his head back and
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it was a really great element it's just unfortunately every maze or every house in the world had it because it was so good so that means it kind of lost of its effectiveness this is probably one of the better houses we've been through that is themed toward execution and electric chair HHN has done a few of these uh, we kind of liked this one, so uh, it lands here. But it, it's, it's not I, tier, I remember it's just it's, tier 3, and you anything. we well, must not have liked it that much. But
1: it, it was pretty good. Yeah, well, and I remember the facade very well, the whole blade, you know, Bobby the Blade or whatever the crap his name was. Um, and so it, 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 was, it was pretty good. And, and I notice here as I'm looking, I realize, man, 22 and 23 were two rough years back to back because we have one, two, three, four of these houses in Tier 23. And, you know, it's, it's not too good, really. Well, and, and that's and, another reason only, why 24 got us so excited. Yeah, and only one in Tier 1. So, I mean, this is the classic middle-of-the-road thing. You've got four in Tier tier 3, and you've got three in Tier 2. And so it, it was very, uh, I guess in a way, we could say very mediocre after what to me is a terrible year so yeah these were two rough years back to back i mean we pretty much stopped thought about just stopping never coming again just I forget I it yeah that's whatever so but anyway one more in tier three and that uh, the, this um this one was also sort of a sequel house which was uh havoc derailed and there was an original havoc uh, i don't remember off the top of my head what year that was but this was a follow-up on that. This had the train scene. The train the train coming down on you, the train crashing, was pretty cool, as I recall. That was a pretty neat effect and worked pretty well. Um, but other than that, I just think about all of the guards wearing the masks, and that's about it.
0: I have just never been a huge fan of um, military-based houses. I, they just don't scare me. They don't do it for me. I, usually thematically, I don't care for it. I'm, you know, I'm, this is probably as good as any of them, but neither one of us were overly thrilled with it. It didn't get to tier four, so we must have liked it good enough to put it in tier three, but there you have it. I think we have one more, which is a tier two house. A tier two house is Evil Dead, Soundstage 24. Big Evil Dead fan, Bruce Campbell, but this maze, if you will remember, was based on the remake of that's, Evil Dead. That's right, no Bruce Campbell. No Bruce Campbell, not on the original. Uh, film, which was somewhat of a bummer, um, but you know we still liked it, didn't we? Uh, we thought it, it was a nice, a little bit more of a supernatural zombie kind of thing instead of the Walking Dead stuff that we were sick of at this point. And uh, it still had enough throwback to the original Evil Dead stuff that we were able to enjoy it. So uh,
1: it landed in tier two for us. Right. So as we say, we have the tier. You know, we have the tier two. Um, Action. We have the the tier three. An interesting year, but not one of the best. Um, I I ca, I think I can say with certainty this is the worst back to back years we ever had. Wow. Okay. Heart. I I I've, I feel absolutely confident in that. So. That's that's
0: interesting. I have to look at that. But based on what you're saying, though, I think you're absolutely right. I right. um, and then. Followed by what may still be definitely one of our favorites, maybe still the favorite, coming in with twenty-four, but we're going to have to wait on that for our next podcast because we're oh, out yeah. of time.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about twenty-four because that that was what I mean got us back locked in because that was a year.
0: Hmm. Did you, I mean, so much, yeah. You remember at the beginning of the video of 24, you're like, we got a little trepidation here. We're a little, we're we're so excited, which makes us even concerned. You actually used the word trepidation in the video, which is funny. But because I think coming off of these two years, we had so, our our hopes were so high, especially for the Halloween maze, but for the event as a whole, we just wanted it to be so good. And it was, it was good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the rankings of the houses right now in 24. I mean, yeah it deserves to be where it is when you look at the ranking of the houses so yeah we'll look even
0: up. one of them that the community didn't like at all you and i loved so tw- yep. 24 really might be one of our best could uh, be could be the could best be. all right yep. well that'll be next time any any final thoughts from uh, rex that you want to leave with our fans
1: no, you know, I don't think so. I, we appreciate uh, everybody listening. Hope you're enjoying these uh, run through the uh, HHNs through the years. We're glad we can keep this going for you, and uh, we we'll could just keep rolling right on through. I'll tell you one question I have, Beast, and it relates to a tweet that I shot out yesterday. Um, oh, it's really kind of a bummer. I assume this year's HHN is going to be HHN 30. you assume that? Yes so we've lost the coolness of the year being the same like you know so if it's you know 2012 right then it's 22 you know and so you could always match it up you know 2013 23 now we're going to be off hhn 30 is actually in 21 so uh I, that really disturbs me it does me too and there's just nothing
0: we can do about it at least it was on it's 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 the best year to do it if we're going to have to get it messed up because it's on the it's the third it's the 30 so that's the year we remember okay it's actually 21. so
1: let me just give you my thoughts on what hhn and universal should do because of this you know they've basically expanded this to eight or nine weeks now that this stuff goes on so they just need to do hhn 30 the first four weeks and then do hhn 31 the second four weeks and we just get right back on track
0: totally different theme eight different mazes totally just, different
1: houses different yeah. mazes different scare zones they got you know they can they get like uh you know the week between the two uh, to uh, to just shift the whole thing no problem yeah like i don't see an issue with it at all well do one in one park do the other in the other there you get that. There now, that, you go. That is a.
0: You can't get anything by Rex and the Beast. Let me. That's tell you that. right.
1: That is exactly right. I mean, just
0: real quick, man. Since we since we're wrapping this thing up, we got maybe a couple more minutes. Uh, just your real quick thoughts on the recent news that's just unbelievable about Disneyland sunsetting, to use their language, the annual pass program out there. Uh,
1: what do you think? I think it's a very short-term thing. I think that they are using this as an excuse to reset what we'll call the passholder program going forward. Uh, I've read more about it since we last talked. I've, uh, I've dug into it a little more. And I believe that I will be stunned, stunned, if by the beginning of next year, There is not a totally new system in place. It may be different. It may be substantially different, but there will be the ability to buy some type of ongoing membership slash pass holder slash something. Um, It is not going away. Uh, It it was a stunning thing to see and a shocking thing to see at first, but I am now convinced it is just a blip on this concept will be back around really, really quickly, but it may look, quite different and that will be the interesting thing to see
0: yeah yeah i agree with every word of that listen if you want to see all of the tier rankings that we have up to this point you can go to our website rexandthebeast.com you can find the article there of the uh, uh, hhn rankings We're keeping an updated list every time we release a new podcast with where we are. So that list now will reflect all the way up to HHN 23. Go check it out. Let us know where we're wrong and let us know where you agree. Join the conversation and we will see you next time on Coasters and Culture with Rex and the Beast. This is the Beast saying be strong and courageous.
1: Rexandthebeast.com. Join the journey.